money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Are you sure you're ready to talk money? I am very ready because we have a very special guest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, you know, this, before we jump into it, uh, I think we probably need to say uh, a little, hmm, what should we say? I can't remember. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around oh, money. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that little role play there. Just, just di- thinking about some other stuff. You're distracted. When That's what's I was a little distracted, distracted as we started the show. There's yeah. some technology going on. I'm a little distracted. Yeah. So you need to refocus. Let me refocus here. So if you're just joining us for the show, you probably... Um, Guess really that we're going wonder- to talk about distraction and focus today. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. Okay. So get on with it. Okay. I'll get on with it. So I'm now focused. I'm very hyper-focused. So thank you for joining us today. If you haven't heard one of our shows before, this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And you can find it on morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, not mine.ca. Those are the podcasts that have their own player. So you can just hit play, listen in. If you're on a podcasting platform, of course, you found us by searching Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. That was really good. I felt very focused as we walked in. I'm that. glad you did. So, yeah. Today, we want to welcome Dr. Steve Brown, whom um, I've met over the past year. Um, I don't know him very well, but I'm very excited to have him on the show today because he is um, uh, we met him through arrow entrepreneur and he has uh, a leader in that um, that organization he's going to tell us a little bit more about that in a minute but welcome here dr brown but i think he wants to call you steve i think Steve is good, Rev and Dave. That's, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. We're so happy. We're going to do a, a little intro here, but we thought we'd uh, we usually start with some scripture. Are we doing that today? I can't we, remember. We are, okay. and um, I picked one of Dave's favorite passages from Matthew six. And I, of course, Dave's going to laugh at me, but I'm going to like a uh, plug for my book. I also talk about that in my book. So. But, you know, you can just go read the you Bible. Wrote a book? I did write a book. Okay. Can you, you know, tell you've the, been the, giving the me listeners a, hard... a little bit about maybe you... the title of the book? Okay. No, I'm not going to do that today. You can go to our website to find out because I want to spend time talking about um, what Dr. Brown has written. And um, But before we get into all of that, um, I just want to talk briefly about Matthew 6, which is a passage you guys, if you listen to us, know we love. There is one verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus speaks this as part of the Sermon on the Mount, and he's just finished talking about worry. Mm. And he's just finished talking about worrying about what we'll eat or drink and what we'll wear. And he says, don't worry about those things, for the pagans run after those things. Your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And the other day, I was thinking about his righteousness. And I thought, wait a minute, Jesus is my righteousness. And it just kind of was like, I know that you can't build a theology around it. Someone who knows much more than I do has a probably a comment on that, but I thought, but seek first his kingdom 
and Jesus, mm. his righteousness. And I thought, that's amazing. And then I thought, it's even more amazing because our guest today has written a book called Jesus Centered, Focusing on Jesus in a Distracted World. And he's going to talk to us a bit about that in a minute. But the, you're going to say, what does this have to do with money? You guys have a financial show. Well, this is a, a heart issue for mm. us as followers of Christ. And it is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Jesus, who is the righteousness of God. And um, I think some of what um, Steve has written is about Jesus. So, Steve, why don't you just um, introduce yourself, tell us a bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Thanks, Reb. That's one of my favorite Bible verses, Matthew 6, 33. And um, yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm married for, this is our 25th year for Lee and I uh, being married. And we're celebrating this week that Lee was discharged by her oncologist after a two-year journey with breast cancer. So um, it's been quite a couple years, uh, but we were thrilled to, to get that word from the oncologist that we're, we're done uh, as far as she was concerned. So that's, that's awesome. I'm also a dad. So I've got uh, three almost young adults. So I've got uh, an almost 21-year-old, an almost 19-year-old, and an almost 17-year-old. Uh, so I'm, I'm learning lots uh, about uh, young adults and, and youth ministry. I, I'm a, a youth pastor from way back, but I've learned a lot more about youth ministry uh, in the last few years that I, that I uh, had as a youth pastor, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, my my work is with Arrow Leadership, an organization that's uh, focused on developing Jesus-centered leaders. And we do that across Canada, across the U.S. Um, our flagship uh, programs are the Arrow Leadership Program, uh, which gathers together younger leaders who are usually serving on the front lines of church or parachurch or nonprofit ministry. Uh, we also have a stream for executive leaders who might be leading an organization or part of an organization. And then we have Air Watchburner, which you mentioned you guys have been part of, uh, which really helps uh, business owners, Christian business owners, to put Jesus at the center of their their business and at the center of their lives. Well, great. It's so good to have you. Mm -hmm. And we have, I mean, we've enjoyed being part of the Arrow Entrepreneur. And of course, we we get some resources. We get to spend some time with you uh, through that. And that, that's that been just an amazing uh, part for Reb and I. Reb and I actually get to do it together. Um, uh, and so we're, we're, we have fun doing that and learning about how, how to do business and uh, ministry and life together and we've been married 30 years steve no competition but we've been married 30 years and we're still trying to figure it out so well anyway. and we we identify with the adult children thing so um that we we uh, have that in common and i am uh, thankful that your journey right now is uh over for with the oncologist mm -hmm. like Amen. um that's that's a, a rough road but just to focus um i guess to focus <laughs> on what we want to talk about um you know, we're not going to go into the distractions of of the world. Like we could spend two hours talking about all the distractions. I will mention one, and I actually sent it in the show notes to you. Um, I read this interesting statistic about our time in front of Netflix. In in the U.S., apparently, um, a third um, of Americans don't ever read. And if they read, they read maybe 16 minutes a day. And then there's competition for reading. Like, 
they're not necessarily reading novels or books. It could be anything else. And um, then it went on to say that we can compare that 16 minutes a day to the average Netflix watcher who spends close to three hours a day consuming video content. And at that pace, a watcher might get through 681 movies in a year, while a reader would get through only 16 books. And that's assuming that that 16 minutes a day is actually spent reading a book. But I was like, 681 movies in a year. That's a lot of of uh, content. content, but also distraction. Mm-hmm. Like three, that's 21 hours a week of, mm-hmm. and I would say maybe some of us are on our devices more, but Steve, you wrote a book and I'm going to mention it again, Jesus Center, focusing on Jesus in a distracted world. What prompted you to write this book in light of the distractions, I guess? Yeah, I think we're all um, focused on something or someone. And I believe that we're called to be centered on Jesus. And there's nobody like Jesus. And I, I know maybe we, we grew up maybe hearing that, um, thinking that, but I'm just in awe of who Jesus is. And I was reading uh, John Stott, who's this English theologian, pastor, Christian statesman. And he said that, you know, we can talk about Napoleon the Great or Alexander the Great or Charles the Great, but not Jesus the Great. Mm. Jesus isn't the Great. He's the only. Jesus is in a league all by himself. And we need to center ourselves on Jesus. We're called in Hebrews 12 verse 2 to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So how do we do that? In, uh, you know, a distracted, distracting, 365, you know, 24-7, 365, always going, always on world. How do we center our lives on Jesus and have Jesus at the center of our lives? That's really the heartbeat of the book. And it goes through three sections. How, how can we be led more by Jesus? How do we live and serve more like Jesus? And how do we lead more to Jesus? So you wrote this book, I guess you've just told us your wife's been through cancer treatments and, and how did you stay focused, you know, in the light of, of that hard story, how did you stay focused? I mean, not only to walk with Christ, but to, um, to write the book. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy start to 2020 for everyone, Mm -hmm. but particularly in my home, uh, in January, we started of 2020 we started to get the sense that uh, some of these tests, you know, every year tests were coming back uh, with concern. And before we knew what had happened, uh, we were on this kind of medical uh, assembly line, it seemed, kind of going through one test after another until we heard the word cancer and uh, breast cancer. And for us, that was, you know, came out of left field, didn't, not, no family history, didn't see it coming. Uh, And right at the same time, COVID was unfolding. So as we were kind of going into uh, surgery uh, in March of 2020, COVID was, uh, you know, starting to change, change the world and change all of our lives. Mm -hmm. So we kind of journeyed through um, this personal journey of cancer, plus a a family journey of COVID and and a leadership journey of of COVID (laughs) um, all at the same time. And 
one of the things that was critical for me was uh, Psalm 16, verse 8. And it's this verse that says this. It's David speaking, and he says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And that verse helped me to focus my eyes on Jesus, to keep him at the center and recognizing that he's at my right hand. He's with me in the midst of this. And if you unpack that verse, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. That means your eyes are actually not looking ahead. They're looking to the side to where Jesus is. Wow. So he's the one who can look ahead. He's the one who can stare down the wind and the waves. Um, so my my kind of focus verse, you know, every time I was starting to be overwhelmed, which was often, was wow. keep your eyes on Jesus, Steve. Uh, with him at your right hand, you will not be shaken. And how did your did the book come flow from that, or did you already have an idea of where you were going with the book as well? Yeah, the heartbeat of era leadership for 30 years has been Jesus-centered leadership. And so so really, uh, this flows right into the heartbeat of Arrow. And um, uh, COVID allowed me uh, some extra, extra time because I wasn't traveling significantly like none of us were during uh, 2020 um, to spend some more time writing. And one of the, the my, my heart and prayer behind the book is that we would have a fresh awe of Jesus. A lot of us have, have heard tons about Jesus. And in a sense, we've almost become desensitized to how amazing he is. Yeah. And we, we sense that Jesus is over on the sideline somewhere and we're, we're running, you know, the game uh, on the field <laughs> and, and Jesus is hopefully cheering us on. Maybe he's rolling his eyes. Maybe he's, you know, <laughs> we think he's, he's distracted with his own uh, social media stuff. <laughs> I'm going to interject there because how many times haven't we all kind of went, Hey Lord, like pay attention to me. Like you you seem to be, you know, paying attention to other people and not me or you, you know, you're not answering my prayer in the time that I think you should answer my prayer. You must be distracted. And as you said that, Steve, I was thinking, well, I was thinking about uh, Elijah taunting the 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 prophets of Baal during that scene on Mount Caramel where he's going, oh, maybe, maybe Baal is distracted. Maybe he's <laughs> off doing something else, right? And, wow. and uh, I mean, so often we translate that into our own story and say, well, I prayed yesterday and like, God, you didn't answer yet. So what's yeah. with that, right? Yeah. And sometimes I think I was taught, discipled really, that, you know, God is first, family second, uh, work is third, I think. Uh, and then you kind of ma- you make this linear list. And what happens when you make that linear list is that once you're done with God, that compartment is kind of off on its own somewhere. And I go about kind of number two or number three or number four. And the idea of Jesus centered isn't that that Jesus is in some compartment, some box that we check off when after we do our morning quiet time, and then we're kind of done, and that he's disinterested in the rest of the list. Jesus-centered is the sense that Jesus is actually interested in everything in your life, and he wants to be at the center of everything in your life. He wants to be at the center of, uh, of your family, of your work, of your finances, of your fun, of your, you know, friendships. Um, so he wants to be in the center and that, and that's where we need to embrace him rather than thinking he's, you know, somewhere on the sidelines and we can do whatever we want on the field. 
So, so in that analogy, is he actually on the field with us then to finish that? Yeah, picture? I got, yes. I got a great picture. If and, and yes, Steve, and Steve's is Steve is nodding. He's on the field yeah. with us. Yes. So, and, and I have a, I have a good oh, no. picture. And Steve, you can correct me if I, if I'm <laughs> interpreting this uh, a little bit wrong. Oh but, no. <laughs> you know, there's this theory of compartmentalized guys. Typically, again, I'm being the gender. Guys will be you know, compartmentalize, we put it in the box, we open the boxes, we close the boxes. And of course, ladies, um, we're out, we're outnumbering you, Reb. Uh, <laughs> ladies are more like spaghetti, right? There's spaghetti all over. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, no. based on that and that picture, that Jesus is like the meatball in the middle of the spaghetti. I, would that would that be an appropriate kind of picture to, to leave the listeners? I don't listeners? know. I don't know. That's sacrilegious or something. I don't know. Disrespectful to Jesus to call compare him to a meatball. Okay, well, anyway. I'm just saying that's how I'm I'm seeing it. So, um. I mean, we, you know, Steve t- didn't comment. No, you he, did. he, he knows comment. Back. He I knows. love you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're it's on your, okay. I'm on my own on, on, that, own one. on okay, that one. Okay, that's fine. But, I mean, interestingly enough, you know, we, what do we do as we are the spaghetti brain women? Mm-hmm. We've got a lot on our plates. We have um, to connect this now to our finances. You know, a lot of us women do manage the, the, the money. We manage, um, you know, the real estate, you know, to pick up on Proverbs 31, you know, we, the guys are sitting in the gate. Sometimes we feel like, okay, I know I'm on my own on that one, but (laughs) the guys are on the, you know, and we're like managing the household. I was talking to a mom just recently who she was feeling frazzled. You know, you got to make sure your kids are here at the right time that you got to make sure your husband knows where to pick up the kid because they've never done it before. You got to make sure the meals on the table, their homework's done, you know, and how do you invite, you know, into that frazzledness, which involves our finances? So, um, Steve, maybe you can speak to that. How do, in the spaghetti brain of a woman organizing her life or in the boxes that, you know, this is a stereotype of how men and women mm-hmm. do things, but how do we invite him in? How do we, how do we gain that awe and wonder again? And so that he is in the midst of the spaghetti. He's mm-hmm. in the midst of, of, the boxes, I guess. Yeah, uh, the wonder, uh, if we have a, a, an awe of Jesus, we'll be drawn toward Jesus. And if we're drawn toward Jesus, we'll be transformed by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if we're transformed by Jesus, other people are going to begin to have a wonder about Jesus stirring them. So I, I love, uh, one of the biggest shifts for me was recognizing uh, a lot of the time I was living for Jesus Mm-hmm. and and serving for Jesus. And I've had a mindset shift from for to with. So rather than living for Jesus, I'm living with Jesus. Rather than serving for Jesus, I'm serving with Jesus. That's what Emmanuel uh, means, you know, God with us. And Jesus said, you know, I'm with you to the very end of the age. And he's interested in us and because he loves us. And he, so he's interested in all the... Uh, intricacies of our lives, including the spreadsheets and and uh, finances and bank accounts and, and decisions we make uh, financially. That's a profound shift. Mm-hmm. I, I would say David and I, over the last 15 years, as we've started more than enough and worked in more than enough, you know, God started dealing with that in us. Like, I, I'm not concerned about your doing as much as your being and mm-hmm. you being with me. And then how, you know, Dave and I, um, 
we always have, we've had a tug of war over the years. Well, that's great. God says this to you, but you know, how do you, how do you live practically? How does Dave's always looking at the practical application of how we live and how does having a Jesus centered life that on wonder, you know, affect us practically? Like, what does that look like? Hmm. I think we begin to, to, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, which is, you know, what we started the the show with. Um, instead of focusing on ourselves and our stuff and maybe our shame, maybe mm-hmm. our, you know, desires and wants, we're, we're starting to look at things through a different lens of Jesus being with us. And if we have a wonder of him, uh, we're starting to look at, you know, how can I see um, his heart, his desires, his plans, his hope for me? And um, one of the things I think that holds people back around finances sometimes is feeling like we're defeated or we're, we're mm-hmm. ashamed. And um, Jesus, you know, don't, Jesus walks into shame and defeat and he changes the story. And uh, I think we need to, you know, recognize he, he walks into that and he can change the story. Mm-hmm. So don't, uh, don't kind of build a fence around any space in your life, including the financial space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm reminded about an old hymn that, that said, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim, and that in light of his glory and grace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's one of my favorite hymns, but it's also, I think, one of my favorite hymns because of that, there's a strange phenomena that maybe we don't really need to figure out, but that there's just a principle that when we turn our face fully to, to Christ and be, be in that space of awe and wonder, um, it doesn't mean that we're not doing other stuff. It just means that that focus, all the other things of the world, um, they become dim uh, in the light of, of being in his glory. And then we do find the answers or we do find, again, I'm the practical. Uh, we do find those practical things that, that Jesus says, okay, we're doing this together. Um, don't let go of my hand. As you started with the, the verses from Psalm, Steve, you know, keep looking to the right. <laughs> you know, don't take your hand out of my hand as we move forward, but keep in that space of awe and wonder and keeping our eyes focused on him because then the world does, uh, in, in a lot of ways, all the cares of the world um, are dimmed in light of the glory of God. They're not less relevant, but Jesus becomes more relevant. How do you speak to the fear that people are experiencing in COVID? Like there's a lot of fears that are coming up. We're experiencing even with financial questions. There are just a lot of fear around, um, you know, what what's happening globally. How does, how do you, how, what would you say to encourage listeners, Steve? just to, you know, keep your hand in Christ. You know, you've been through, I was just thinking of the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. You know, how do you, what would you say to folks? I, one spot I'd go would be to Mark chapter 10. And there's a story of the rich young ruler who falls at Jesus, you know, feet and asks, you know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he, he, had a pretty good resume going of all the things he'd he'd kind of done right and and jesus uh ends up telling him uh and it says uh in the passage jesus uh looked at him and loved him all right 
So he looked at him and loved him. And he said, one thing you lack, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. And in that passage, Jesus, I don't think is in any way um, coming down on having having finances, having funds. Uh, there's none of that. What he's coming down on is um, he's getting to the root issues for this guy. Mm-hmm. And the root issues aren't so much about money. They're about actually, where's your identity? Wow. Where's your identity grounded? Mm-hmm. Where's yep. your trust? Yep. What What's your trust in? Who's your trust in? Where's your sufficiency? And in every kind of question there, the man said, it's in my my bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, my identity's there. My prestige is there. My position is there. My sufficiency, my trust is there. And Jesus is saying, actually, <laughs> that's actually preventing you mm-hmm. from putting your trust in me where it should be, having your identity grounded in me where it needs to be, having your sufficiency rooted in me where it needs to be. Um, so we've got that choice, right? And there's lots of temptations, lots of distractions, lots of counterfeits out there. But Jesus is calling us to himself. And um, that's that's where peace is. That's where hope is. Mm. Yeah. That Good is, word. It, Good word. And that's a hard thing because in that story, he has done, and I'm using air quotes, he's done all the right things. Right. Yeah, Chung ruler did, yeah. Yes, he has obeyed the laws. And, you know, for any listeners out there who are feeling, you know, why am I afraid? Why am I um, scared um, in this season? You might want to consider where you're putting your trust. And it, we're not saying this as a shameful thing, as um, Steve has already mentioned. You know, in Christ, I wrote it down, Jesus walks into our shame and defeat and changes the story. I love that. So if you're feeling afraid, there's no shame in that. But it is there to act to make you aware and to ask some questions of yourself on your financial journey, because this is what we're about, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and ask yourself this season, you know, where's your identity? Where's your trust? And where are you putting your sufficiency? And is it in your bank account or your ability to generate wealth? Mm -hmm. Or is it in Jesus? And Lord, we just want to acknowledge you today as we come to the end of this show and we say, Jesus, you are the answer. You are the center. And as we turn our eyes towards you and say, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. As we turn to you and say, give us this day our daily bread. As we look to you for everything that we need, we know that you are right here right now and and that uh, there is no shame and there is no uh, condemnation in Christ Jesus, in you, Lord. So, Lord, as we, we just acknowledge these things, uh, we just give you glory in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Wow. That was like so good. <laughs> I like we could just sit and have a tea and coffee now. Like I just feel such I don't know. You guys should should the conversation's only just begun. I and know. here we are at the end of the show. Can you tell us we have like 30 seconds left. Can you tell us where to find your book, Jesus Centered, Focusing on Jesus in a Distracted World? Where would 
Mm-hmm. Folks listen to that or find it. There's a, a little online store called Amazon you can find it at. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can go to Kindle or you can visit us at aeroleadership.org and, and buy, it, uh, buy it right from us. Okay. Awesome. That's really great. Thank you so much for being here today. We just so appreciate your time and your great wisdom to encourage us on our journeys and our financial journeys as well. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Love Steve. what you're doing. And, and thank you for all of the, those of you that hung out and listened, even though they, you may have been distracted halfway through. Way to push on through and stick to the end. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.